It is Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Really good news for Donald Trump. His uh, uh, approval rating is has hit a new low, thirty seven percent. But of course, that's fake news. It is. We know these polls are are not right. Uh, he knows the polls aren't right. Uh, the only polls that are right are the polls that agree with him. And this one doesn't. No, it does not. So uh, this is impossible. I don't, I don't know why CNBC is even putting these kind of, this kind of trash out. It's actually a they, Gallup it's poll. It's Gallup poll, yeah. and CNBC mm-hmm. just reported it. Yeah, can we show this chart again? Because we didn't get a chance to, to hit it. This is, this is a pretty amazing chart. Eisenhower. So this is net approval rating. This You're is 60 approval. days into office. Yeah. So same point in the presidency. Uh, approval minus disapproval. So if you're wow. an 80% approval rating, wow. 20% disapprove, you're going to be plus 60 on the scale. 80 minus 20. You following that, Jeffy? No. <laughs> 18. Um, so look at this, though. I mean, and you say that 80, 80%. Well, that sounds crazy. Well, look how many presidents have had these sorts of approval ratings. Eisenhower, JFK, wow, yeah. Johnson, and Carter at this point in their presidency had these plus 60 or more. Plus 50, you have Nixon. Uh, plus 40, you have Reagan and uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, you have Obama was in the plus 30 range. Plus 20, you have Clinton, um, uh, George W. Bush, and Ford. Trump is the only one in the negative, and he's minus 22. That is incredible. That's something else. I mean, he, but again, I guess you're right. He would just say it's fake news, right? Yes, no doubt about it. Were the other ones fake news, too? Well, or those w- are all right? I would say uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson's numbers are fake news, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, how could anybody have said that guy was doing a good job? 60 Ever. days in the presidency, Ever. though. He's two months after Kennedy's assassinated. I mean, I at the, the glow of that wow. moment, you'd, you'd say, for a new president, so. people aligned behind him. And you say that, you know, you can understand a lot of those being on the high side. The one that really stuck out to me was Carter. I guess really people yeah. did have a lot of hope for him, um, you know, coming uh, coming off beginning. of Ford. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that is not uh, that's not a good stat. That's not what, that's not the side of it you want to be on. You want to be in the green. You don't want to be in the red if you can help it. Uh, however, maybe he can turn that around. Um, you know, uh, Gallup does. It was fifteen hundred people. The good thing about Gallup is they've been around for a long time, so they've taken these polls about everybody uh, for a really long time, so you can kind of compare. And see what the difference is. I, I mean, to say that it's not a surprise to anyone that Trump would be the least um, popular president in measured history at this point. No, but that I does mean, not mean he's going to be a bad president. Yeah, it doesn't mean it, anything about his reign. It's just true. like he comes into this with everyone already having their mind made up about him before he was elected, before he even ran. Yeah. He had a, you know, a multi-decade public uh, appearance uh, and persona. And everyone knew him, and they largely knew him for saying, "You're fired." <laughs> exactly. You're not going to come into office with like you know sky high approval ratings. It's going to be the bottom line is sixty days in doesn't mean much. And yet, I mean, it's just general impressions. That general knowledge of the public is what made him so wildly popular because because they knew they knew him from Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, he was he was Teflon enough to to become elected despite all the stupid things he said. I'll never understand it. It's it's uh, it's inconceivable to me. But uh, the Secret Service, uh, speaking of Trump, he was at home when this uh, drifter, when this crazy guy jumped the fence at the White House and then wandered around the lawn area and around the White House for 16 minutes, 16 minutes before the Secret Service finally got to him outside the south entrance. Um, 
Uh, apparently, he drove to a White House checkpoint, allegedly announced he had a car bomb. Is this the same guy? Uh, yeah. According to CNN, there was no <clears throat> immediate indication whether or not the man had a device in his car, but law enforcement shut down the area around the checkpoint, upgraded security well, at the White House, board. while bomb technicians inspected the vehicle. Yeah, this is another... This is a different one that happened this weekend. Another incident at yeah. the White House. I mean, I, I, how many of these have to happen before they improve the security around the White House? Had that guy last week that was just nuts, and he wandered around for 16 minutes, and then you got this guy. Plus, during Obama, what was it, a year ago, or maybe a year and a half, two years ago, when the guy made it inside the residence? Yes. And was finally caught inside the White House. I, a few years ago, I never would have thought that possible. I would have thought, if you jump the White House fence... You're dead. You're going to be shot down. And I, I mean, it's, Shot dead. At least from a conservative perspective. I don't think there's anybody who would, would even argue about it. If you jump the White so. House fence and you take three steps towards the White House and get shot, and the reality is, mm-hmm. well, you just thought it would be funny to co- go over the White House and you were not a th- go over the fence and you were right. not a threat at all. Uh, I was a double dare. Somebody double yeah. dared me. To, well, you know, you're stupid for doing yeah, that. Yeah, you're really stupid at a double dare. You get to triple, of the herd. You get to triple dog dare, then obviously you're probably going to pull then the trigger. Then you're duty-bound yeah, sure. to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, you know, other than that, I think uh, I, <clears> I would not complain at all. I would say, wow, that's tragic, this person. Let's say it's someone who's disturbed. And went mm-hmm. over the fence, and it's a complete mistake. This person was just crazy and just jumped the, jumped the fence and didn't even realize that what fence they were jumping, and the guy gets shot. And it's terrible. It's a terrible outcome. However, <laughs> I don't think I would complain about it for a minute. I and and that includes, either. and I said that, the exact same thing mm-hmm. when Barack Obama was president. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you don't cross that barrier. You don't. You just don't. You, you can't, don't. You can't go, take that chance no, with the president of the United no, States. No, you never know. You, this person, these people have backpacks and car bombs, and mm-hmm. I mean, whether they are because they're, we, we've had a blessing uh, to have this happen only with nut jobs who were not able to actually, t- you know, execute the type of attacks they wanted to uh, to execute. We've been lucky to protect the president's life, but this is not. This luck does not end, go on forever. And with these reports over and over again of people breaching the White House, uh, you would think the terrorists would be able to pick up on that and say, "Well, pff, it's pretty easy to take out the president, right?" If this was a terrorist who was walking around the White House for 16 minutes and had a had a suicide vest full of explosives, that could have ended really badly. That could have ended with the death of the president of the United States and his family. Uh, then what do you do? Uh, maybe maybe you'll increase White House security after that happens. I don't know, but something's definitely wrong with the Secret Service. This is not going well. Um, and I, I can't believe that they don't seem to have sensors on the White House lawn. Glenn Beck has sensors on his lawn. We don't have that for the president of the United States? That seems impossible. Doesn't it? I mean, I would have thought there'd be dogs, there'd be sensors, there'd, there's snipers on top of the roof. I, I, that's what I thought we had, because we'd been told all along that that's what we had. Well, plus you look at like those, you know, I mean, uh, yes, am I going to go to a movie reference here? Yeah, sure I am. But you go to like, you know, the Patriot Games, or like mm-hmm. one of those types of movies, like even when they're on their, their vacation home, they had sensors everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you expect it. We saw that with the Bush, the real uh, George H.W. Bush house in Kennebunkport, which is fairly close to the road, if you've ever been by there, if you've ever been up in that area. I mean, it's, it's close to the road. It's just a normal house. Um, but all sorts of security, all sorts of high-tech stuff, mm-hmm. uh, including 
the other side of the house, which is facing the water, um, still has sensors, you know, just in case someone decides to come from that side. Um, and if I remember right, it would be very difficult coming from that side, wasn't, but they still protected it. Wasn't there a movie a couple of years ago called White House Down, right, where terrorists took over the White Correct. House and kidnapped the president? And I saw the preview to that, and I thought, oh, that is so preposterous. Yeah. yeah there's no way. <laughs> it's much easier <laughs> That's right. than was portrayed yeah, in the much, previews They wouldn't have had that. to go through everything they went through. <laughs> no! All yeah. they do is walk in and take yeah. the guy. They don't even have to fire a shot. <laughs> We're just going to take him, and uh, we've kidnapped the president of the United States. You guys didn't even notice it. No alarm even went off. (laughs) Really incredible. It does seem that way. It's unbelievable. And it really does scare me, because you don't have to, look, to get to... Uh, President Trump or President Obama or whoever the next president is, you don't need to walk in there and like walk down the hallway and say, hey, Don, I see you're here, and then do something. I mean, he blows himself up on the outside of the building where he was for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could easily take mm-hmm. out the president if he's in the right room. You know, you could no easily question. take out someone else, the first lady, uh, any other number of important people who were there working at the White House at any given moment. I mean, that is... It's incredible that that's true, that this has happened over and over and over again. Uh, and I don't, I don't understand why they don't solve this. Because, like, you know, Glenn was uh, criticizing this viewpoint uh, when I, made, I blurted it out during the show today. But it's like, they could solve all of this by right. having people everywhere, right? The, point, yeah. all, the reason they don't do it is because they don't want the White House to look they don't like want the appearance. Yeah, it looks bad. Um, but they could solve it by doing that. And if, if, honestly, if this happens over and over and over again, maybe you should screw appearances. And make sure there's people out there all the time. Well, again, we didn't worry about appearances after 9-11. Nope. Look at how the White House appeared after 9-11. They had barricades everywhere on Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, and, and for the whole surrounding area around the White House, you can get anywhere near it. You couldn't drive near it. You couldn't walk near it. They didn't allow you in it. And that looked bad. They had armed people all over the White House at that time because they were worried about a terror strike. Well, I mean... Haven't we had worse occurrences, at least as far as the White House is concerned lately? Yeah, uh, much worse. I mean, like, let's, say, let's say, Pat, the guy jumps the fence. Mm. He starts going to his White House, and his bomb goes off early. So he blows himself up on the lawn with no effect to the White House at all. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen, you bet they shame. would lock it down the way they did on 9-11, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The only difference between that and what's actually happened is the competence of the person. They just didn't have a bomb with them or the intent mm-hmm. of the person. It's not like they got detected outside the fence and they're like, oh, this isn't a bomb. Let him in and we'll deal him with, with him when he walks up to the door. Mm-hmm. It, it, just luck. Pure luck is the difference there. That's and right. so if this is happening and you again, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, Trump is saying, well, we're going to have this travel ban because we want to find out what's going on. Maybe you should apply that knowledge to what's going on at the White House, and maybe that's what he's doing. I hope it's true, because uh, if you can't solve that, you should. You know what? Let's lock the thing down until we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because it's on a completely unacceptable, and it's happened over and over again. I mean, I think Jeffy has better security at his double-wide trailer. Oh, my gosh. Right? There's a couple of dogs living underneath yeah. the ports. You can't get in. I know. You can't get in. Why would anyone want to, though? You there know, is that's, that. That's the but, best defense. That's a, you know, that's, that's the best defense. Not a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, immigrating into Mexico. Best defense. <laughs> don't really want people to come. If you, if you just make your country uh, and your economy crap, no one comes. 
I also gave Jeffy way too much credit. He doesn't have a double wide. No, God, it's no. a well. Wide. Everyone knew you were exaggerating. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you, I apologize. Well, it's a, it's a half wide. It's, it's two, a, and it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't technically have wheels. It's actually or, two singles or Steve. a floor. <laughs> it's two singles, and we have a little screen in the in the middle, so it's like a little porch. Oh, so oh, you have nice. upgraded? Nice. Oh, All right. pet. Okay. Wow, we well, are man. paying him. I don't too know much. how you get a raise, but whatever. Uh, so on Friday, the president met with uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel at the White House, and man, did they look uncomfortable. Do we have sure a shot did. of that? Do it, we have was, a it, was, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it, it did not look like it was a happy occasion. They posed for photos while seated next to, uh, next to each other. Merkel was leaning toward the president while Trump sits with feet firmly planted, yeah. hands between his knees, his attention completely on the, the camera, doesn't look at her. Look at that. I mean, that looks like... She was trying to at least be cordial. Yeah. She got nothing, man. Body language experts would say she's, you know, kind of leaning over to try to to engage engage and connect with him, and he's having none of it. (laughs) But that's him, right? I, I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't like Merkel, but uh, he he doesn't seem to. Oh, Merkel's too old for that. Member of the press <laughs> asked, uh, "How did your talks go, Mr. President?" "Very good," he answered. "Did you talk about NATO?" "Many things," he said. So they. <laughs> Whether or not they talked about NATO, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Well, that's the thing. You, you brought this <laughs> up off off the air, uh, Pat, and it's like you you said. Am I the only person? I just can't care about this wiretapping story. Yeah, I just, I can't. Uh, you've I tried. Can't. I have it's tried. It's just not happening. I, it's because it's all over the place, uh, everywhere, and people are talking about it. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't a- care. And, of course, like, think about this for a moment. If the accusation was, and it is, that Barack Obama surveilled the, his, uh, the Republican mm-hmm. nominee for president mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of an election, Mm-hmm. to theoretically steal information and feed it to Hillary Clinton so she could win. Oh, no. It would be a gigantic story. <laughs> it would. However, literally, mm-hmm. no one believes Donald Trump's accusation. Yeah, I don't. Now, and, and again, you can massage Donald Trump's accusation to say, well, what he meant was one of his associates was surveilled through a foreign source, and you can get to something there, because there is something there, and there is opportunity mm-hmm. for abuse there, potentially. So that is something that could theoretically be risky. I get it. But, like, I am not interested in this story because it's just, to me, Donald Trump just talking out of his butt. Which he does all the time. Or tweeting out of his butt. Tweeting out of his butt. Like, he he is frustrated about something at some given moment. He tweets something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, I, I... I don't think it's the right standard to have the one we, are, I believe, are sharing here, which is like, well, whatever he says something, just don't listen to it. And that's not a, that's not a good thing for the president of the United States. But we've learned. We've yeah. learned that from him. Yeah, We've you just, learned that he's full of garbage. Right, like and, what, what happened with everyone getting all worked up about his uh, three to five million illegals voted in the election? No evidence to that. No. Nothing ever came of it. Nothing. Ted Cruz is having a bunch of affairs. Nothing ever came of it. Nothing. JFK is, uh, was killed by Ted Cruz's dad. Uh, it, nothing ever came of it. Just It's just a giant silch. Uh, How about his claim that the, it was the biggest inauguration attendance of all time? Yeah. Nothing ever came of it. Nothing ever came of so it. So everyone gets worked up and tries to catch him in this lie, which blatantly all of those things I just mentioned mm-hmm. were lies. Yes. Or at least based on and, absolutely nothing. And there were many, many more. And the thing is, we got so beaten up during the uh, campaign with this that it's just, I think it's knocked all of the concern and caring out of me. 
for politics. Yeah, I mean, it's just it it's funny. Me. I'm dead inside. How many times has Glenn said to us, well, <laughs> I was going to stop talking about politics. And we would always say, like, hey, well, we got well, we to talk, talk about, about it. it. We have important. to cover it. No, we don't. Uh, no, we don't. I mean, that's how I feel. No, I mean, we we look, we just talked about politics for, for yeah. a bunch of minutes. But I, 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 that's how I feel right now. It's like mm-hmm. none of this stuff makes any difference. We're dead inside. I, I, yes, there. Yeah, that's really the best. It's really the best description. Mm-hmm. We're just dead inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. <laughs> so we always ask Jeffy, "What's it like to be dead inside for a long period of time?" We just started mm-hmm. with it. You've been what forty, fifty, decades. eighty years. Mm-hmm. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, <laughs> know. you're so dead inside. You don't even remember your age. Uh, so there. But you if go. you technically want to stay alive, uh, there are some positive <laughs> steps you can take toward doing that. Becoming self-reliant, you know, where you don't have to count on the government. You don't have to worry about other people taking care of you. You know that you're taken care of, and My Patriot Supply can help you do that. Uh, easy to prepare emergency food from My Patriot Supply. It tastes great. It lasts up to 25 years, uh, so you don't have to rotate it out. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, plus, they'll, they have a great special going on right now. Get four weeks of easy-to-prepare food for only $99 plus free shipping. And this is so much better than the old way. The old way, of course, is the way we used to do it, where we'd get a big container of beans, big giant thing of rice, and you'd, you'd put it in the garage, and then bull weevils get into it, and then you throw it away at the end of its uh, <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good plan at all. Yeah, it's not a good plan. And it's better than my plan as well, which is when you order Chinese food, you keep the duck sauce because it just (laughs) it'll stay forever, and you just kind of throw it in a drawer. And then if there's an emergency, you just kind of eat the duck sauce really slowly to stay alive. Like 17 gallons of duck sauce saved up. I mean, what's wrong with that? In theory, right? A lot. A lot is wrong with that. So call triple eight four eleven fifty two ninety. 888-411-5290, or go to preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. This might be uh, the biggest miracle of the year. Mother Jones, <laughs> one, of the, one of the worst magazines in the history of the planet, uh, one of the most progressive, liberal, uh, just, they print nonsense and garbage most of the time. Uh, they actually printed something fairly truthful and exposed something that people have been claiming about uh, Trump's new policies uh, and really put it into perspective. The Meals on Wheels. Everybody is saying, oh, he's, he took the Meals on Wheels away from the elderly. Now they're all going to starve to death and die. Yeah. There are going to be piles of dead elderly people in the streets. 400 people deep. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff we're hearing. It turns out, man, it's not exactly true. No, this is incredible. I mean, and by the way, it's Kevin Drum uh, who wrote the piece, and he deserves credit for it. Um, now, I see it was posted at 2.23 a.m. Maybe he was just delusional yeah, uh, at that particular moment. But I will say, this is one of, I love stuff like this. Mm. When someone goes up against mm. their own side um, and, and calls out ridiculous behavior on their own side, it's so much more powerful. It's refreshing because it never happens. Because it never happens. So... Uh, he, uh, he goes into uh, the, the, he calls it the Great Meals on Wheels debacle. Explained um, today was the, uh, so Politico's framely, fame, framing was typical, according to the article. Um, White House Budget Chief Mick Mulvaney on Thursday defended the Trump administration's proposed deep cuts to social welfare co- uh, programs. Meals on Wheels sound great, Mulvaney said during the White House news briefing, adding that we're not going to spend money on programs that cannot show they actually deliver the promises that we've made to people. Pretty harsh. Now I watched this, so I knew. Uh, some of this was ridiculous, but that's actually more impressive than even I realized. Now, think about this. It's coming from Mother Jones, 
and is more in tune with the ridiculousness of the left's treatment of the budget than I was at first view. I mean, these are people who have written stories like Glenn Beck killed a nine-year-old girl after raping her. <laughs> right. I mean, it's that kind of, that's kind of funny. It's that kind of stuff. Uh, this take went viral quickly, but Meals on Wheels pro- is a program that uh, we all know delivers the meals to, uh, to elderly people's houses that can't uh, uh, get them themselves. So did, did they actually, did he actually say that? Um, well, uh, and this is again from the left perspective. I would hardly put anything beyond the Trump administration at this point, uh, but hell, this is bad PR. They have too much uh, animal shrewdness to do this, even if they wanted to. And as it turns out, uh, they didn't. Here's what really happened. One, the Department of Housing and Urban Development runs a program called Community Development Block Grants. Uh, it, is a, it provides funding to states they can use for a variety of purposes. Last year, again, this is in the Mother Jones article, last year the Obama administration recommended cutting its budget from $3 million to $2.8 billion. This year, Mulvaney said, they want the thing um, uh, reduced to zero. Um, here's what the Trump budget has to say about it. It eliminates funding for the, uh, it's called CDBG program, um, a savings of $3 billion from the 2017 uh, uh, level. The federal government has spent over $150 billion on this idea since 1974, but the program is not well targeted to the poorest populations and has not demonstrated results. So, Hmm. What Kevin Drum says, the next step is somebody noticed that a few states, only a few, use a small portion of the funding of these grants to fund Meals on Wheels. Actually, and this is, again, his words, small isn't the right word. Microscopic is the right word. Elderly, elderly nutrition programs like Meals on Wheels receive about $700 million from <clears throat> other government sources, most of which aren't targeted one, targeted one way or the other in the Trump budget. But hardly anything from these grants. Mulvaney's full quote shows how ridiculous this was. Uh, they take... Remember how the quote sounded, Meals on Wheels sounds great, but we're not going to spend it on programs that cannot show they can actually deliver promises to be made to the people. Here's the actual quote. Um, and great, uh, we can't spend money on programs just because they sound good, and Meals on Wheels sounds great. Again, that's a state decision to fund that particular program. But to take federal money and give it to the states and say, we want to give you your money for programs that don't work, I can't defend that anymore. We can't defend that anymore. We're $20 trillion in debt. We're going to spend money. We're going to spend a lot of money. But, quote picks up, we're not going to spend it on programs that cannot show that they're actually delivering promises that we made to the people. So those those sentences happen multiple sentences apart from each other. Mm-hmm. He's not even referring to Meals on Wheels when he says the second part of it at all. He's just referring generally on spending mm-hmm. money. Um, and, uh, and he says, we can't spend money on programs just because they sound good. And yes, Meals on Wheels sounds great. So if it's effective and it sounds great, we can spend money on it. But if it's not effective and sounds great, we're going to stop spending money on it. Um, and he goes on mm-hmm. and on and on and on. And I think this is actually really smart, too. Um, uh, um, spinning this as Mulvaney guts Meals on Wheels is pretty ridiculous. The vast majority of federal funding for Meals on Wheels uh, comes from uh, HHS. Someone managed to plant this idea with reporters and more power to them. Good job. But reporters ought to be smart, smart enough not to fall for it. And that is, you know, one of the most surprising things mm. that I realized uh, getting into this business and being in it for uh, way too long is the idea that so much of the news that we consume 
is not a function of how you think news is created. It's like, you know, you think, I think you have this, uh, if you're not in the media, you have this idea that like, okay, you know, Woodward and Bernstein, they're looking around, they see something just aren't, isn't right. And they keep investigating and investigating, and then they turn over some document or get some source that, that leads them to this conclusion. The, that is very rare. When that happens, they make movies about it. The remote, much, much, much more common is someone somewhere in one of these organizations wants to get a story in the news. And so they send their PR person to the news source and say, hey, I've got this. Do you want it? And they say, sure, and write the story. So the news is not coming from the reporter who's discovering it. It is coming from the PR person or the administration official who wants the story out. They specifically go to the reporters and give them the stories so that they can report them. And that is what happens here. Now, these are questions coming from reporters in the briefing room. Why on earth would they mention this minuscule amount of money out of these grants? They don't know that budget line for line. There's no way. And remember, these aren't even it's not even the federal budget. These are state budgets. Yeah. They don't know all the different state budgets line by line. Somebody on the Democratic side went to these reporters and said, by the way, you know, that means they're cutting meals on wheels. That means they're cutting. You should ask them about that. Ask them about that. So they go into the briefing room, and what do they do? They ask them about that to get their little moment on camera and have this big moment. By the way, which Mulvaney handled very well, um, and that should be uh, pointed out. But it's amazing to see the reverse nature of the way you think. Because I know from coming from the outside, I always think, you know, or I always thought that, they, okay, the reporters are looking around. They look in the budget. They say, wait a minute, Meals on Wheels is in there. And that's not how it happens at all and didn't happen here at all but he's right reporters should know wait a minute let me look that up let me figure out what percentage that is is that even true Mm -hmm. they don't even bother they don't even bother no they just want to hurt trump and you know i mean some of that's understandable because uh he's an awful person (laughs) but uh yeah look we're no fans here but when he's not fans when he's right but you have to you have to be able to say it and And you don't want to make stuff up to to attack him with and they're just making stuff up and the way it's presented, too, with the Meals on Wheels is like 6,000 elderly. We're going to go without food now uh, all over the, the cities. And I, I think it was 6,000 per city or something. Uh, somebody just threw out a, just an outrageous number on this. Well, and it's probably the amount of people who are served by Meals on Wheels. Yes, it is. But that is it not is. Th- that is, this this branch of government, this administration uh, branch, this cabinet does not even support this program. That's how bad it is. Like, they just send money generically to the states, and the states get to do what they want to with it. And some, a few, put some little amount of money to this one program, and that's targeted somehow. Mm. So now it can be this big controversy. How can they starve elderly people? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is, it's amazing, it's ridiculous. but it is how Washington works. 888-727-BECK. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. First, we've got to tell you about this uh, amazing report from the Environmental Working Group, which has warned that 218 million Americans are exposed to potentially dangerous tap water. That's why I'm holding this massive thing right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a a fantastic unit that cleans out your water and reduces all the gunk that's in it. If you're like me, you've become sort of a water snob over the years. I don't Mm -hmm. don't like getting stuff out of my tap anymore. I just, it skeeves me out now. Um, So... It's happened. It really yes, has happened to it I has think happened. all of us. Um, but That's the Alexa Pure Pro can, can solve this for you. We're talking 99.9999% 
of contaminants uh, taken out of your drinking water. That's um, a lot. Parasites, bacteria, lead, far- pesticides, pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. the devious, chromium-6, arsenic, and more. Whatever's in there, uh, this thing takes it out. And we're talking about a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons. So you're going to save a fortune from bottled water. Now, if you like chromium-6 in your drinking water, go ahead and drink it straight out of the tap. Or you can get one of these, and it's going to save you a ton of money. 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Or online at getalexapure.com. And you'll save $20 off the retail price. 888-895-7746. Or alexapure.com. Getalexapure.com. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. We got to tell you about this new phenomenon that's sweeping the NBA. That's coming up later on. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Especially a bunch of guys that are constantly playing with a very round ball. None of yeah. them seem to believe the Earth is round. Strange. It's a very strange uh, phenomenon. We've we've talked to you a little bit about it before. We'll get into who the newest one is on this particular I mean, bandwagon. It's for multimillionaires who've actually flown above the earth and should maybe <laughs> know better. I don't know. It's, a lot. Yeah. Eighty-two games a year, forty-one uh-huh. away games. Yeah. Uh, plus uh, a lot gonna... of other travel. <laughs> you'd think. So we'll maybe try... you'd notice some things about the earth. We'll track that down later. But uh, apparently, there's a little problem going on in Philadelphia right now with um, May fifth. Uh, fast approaching Cinco de Mayo, El Carnaval de Puebla, uh, is a major Cinco de Mayo celebration that they do in Philadelphia. And it has been canceled. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, because of the recent federal immigration crackdowns. Now, why should that be a problem? That would lead one to believe that there's a lot of illegal uh, people, hmm. people here illegally participating it. in these, right? Otherwise, what are you worried about? If you're here legally, you've got nothing to fear. Are you saying undocumented citizens? Is That's, that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I'm saying illegal uh, immigrants. Hmm. Uh, Edgar Ramirez told a local NBC affiliate that as many as 15,000 people gather for it in South Philadelphia. Um, but they're sad but responsible amid reports of more immigration enforcement arrests on the part of immigration and customs enforcement arise. Hundreds of undoc- undocumented immigrants have been detained or arrested <laughs> what if, since like, President Trump took You know, less than actually under Obama so far. But other than that. But other than that, point? they uh, make it out like it's some massive scare here. What would be the effect if they didn't do anything? Trump's administration didn't do anything with like a Cinco de Mayo parade that they knew a bunch of illegal immigrants would be at. But they just said, you know what? Yeah, we'll be there. Right. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll, we'll, we'll be on site for that. Right. We're familiar with the parade. We'll be on site. Mm-hmm. This is just really that. the equivalent of it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just, they're canceled over fears. Yeah, yeah. This just is fears. It. Just fears. And they didn't even say that. How many times have we said, if you really got serious with illegal immigration, it would eventually take care of itself? Because this happens. And, and like, I wouldn't this even say happens. so far, Trump has been serious about illegal immigration in action. He's just been serious in words. That's like, it. And, it's just the Just tough that's talk. enough. The tough talk of the campaign because he's done nothing like Obama did even. He hasn't even approached Obama letter levels on deportation yet. And already they're scared out of their minds like like this guy is, is Genghis Khan. Uh, and he really, 
they announced last week that 248 people were in federal custody. 248 is not a big number when you're talking well, about what 20 we have? million illegal aliens. Yeah, and, and we're a country of, uh, what, uh, 150,000 people? What's, <laughs> what's the number there, Pat? I can't. It's 320 million, mm, That's higher. So, that's yeah, higher than the, higher. the number I said. A little bit higher. Uh, but, I mean, like, 248 people, mm. I mean, that's there's nothing. probably 248 people that represent literally everything that is possible for human beings to represent yeah. in this country. Yeah. I mean, there's 248. Like, I bet if you went to, what was the, uh, some of the weird websites, Jeffy features, um, we, we've, uh, the people who like, like to wear diapers uh, for fun, there's mm-hmm. probably 248 of them mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Jeffy, do you have those numbers mm-hmm. offhand? Uh, well, I can tell you right now that uh, 53 people have paid to s- subscribe to that this month. <laughs> okay, thank you. But so I don't know how many are in that one. <laughs> <You're> so weird. <laughs> what the, I just so know. Weird. I just, I just uh, was looking at the numbers. And yeah, yeah. I will tell you this. Obama did more in one raid at a chicken processing plant in Iowa than than Trump has done at all. 248. He did like 1,500 in one fell in swoop. one plant. In one plant. In one plant, and and they 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 had a massive call for jobs for people to to fill those positions the next day, and like seven thousand people showed up. Uh, can, can you say this is essentially a, a fair extension of what some, many people told us in the campaign that it's just him negotiating, right? Like he's saying all these things about uh, yeah. holding the line on illegal immigration, and they're all just like, okay, we'll never come again. Uh, and like border crossings are way down, uh, yeah. you know, uh, they're canceling Seco de Mayo parades. Like maybe the, just the saying it is enough. I mean, it's been so the opposite for so long. Yeah, where it's been a constant embrace of uh, of illegal even under Bush. You know, maybe mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, I don't. I, the problem with it is I just don't think it's lasting. I think it probably works for a while. But if he doesn't actually put some teeth into this, if eventually, you can, if you show that you're continually serious, if you build a fence or a wall or whatever winds up being built whatever portion of that, and you continue to talk tough about illegal I- immigration, it may have a lasting effect, impact. Well, yeah, I, th- if you I think do it would. Both of those things together. Just yeah. talking will not. If you just um, enforce but, the current laws we have and, and build the fence or wall. Yeah, and they're starting to take bids on that, by the way. I mentioned this earlier. Someone tried to put in a, a bid for Albert Speer's company. Um, which uh, he was Hitler's architect, um, so was not a legitimate bid. Uh, but it was everyone was fine with it. Everyone thought it was it was jokey satire. Yeah, I made a couple Hitler references, called the president Hitler. No big deal. Every time, every time, any even if there was like, did you know once uh, Barack Obama went to Germany? Are you calling him Hitler? Like there would be like fifteen hundred articles about it. Yeah. Uh, here is they actually put the name of Hitler's architect on the bid to make a point that they think Donald Trump is Hitler, or at least. Uh, too harsh on immigrants. Um, and at th- the end of it, the article's like, well, uh, satire should be treated with uh, uh, respect uh, as you're making... Yeah, here's the actual... Look, here's the actual bid. Uh, it's Tremendous Wall Incorporated or something like that. <laughs> with the yeah, it's got letters. the Nazi the Nazi font. Oh, yeah. Very much. That, that's exactly how I would describe it. The that's, Nazi that's font. exactly what it is. With the yeah. Golden Eagle. I mean, it's... Uh, they're a border solution. Uh, the word solution being key there. But cute. again, like, That's I actually, cute. you know, people would say, how dare they do this? I have no problem with them doing it. You know if the left is going to have satire on, on Donald Trump or any Republican president, they should. And that should be looked at as it is in that article. Like, they actually covered that article the correct way, which is to say, wow, they did something. We noticed it. Um, probably got a tip. On, on the fact that it existed, as I was just pointing out. 
Um, but, you know, you say, okay, this is the point they're making. This is why they say they ma- they're making the point, and, uh, and that's the story. It's, it's just totally different when the right makes a point like that. It becomes mm-hmm. this international incident where mm-hmm. you're not allowed to... Are you calling? Are you comparing blank to Hitler? It's like, no. What I'm saying is, hey, look at this road, and here's a funny way of making that point. I mean, that is something that has happened over and over and over again. Uh, and it's always okay to do to Republicans. Are you saying there's a double standard? Sure yes. sounds like it. That, wow. is, that is exactly what I'm saying. Wow. I could have what a concept. It. I hadn't noticed it. Maybe I could like have shortened that, but... that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Netflix is now announcing that they're going to switch from a star rating to the thumbs up rating. They, they claim that by doing this, the uh, percentage of rated titles shoots up 200%. And are, are they doing, they're doing this because Amy Schumer complained, right? She complained that her new, comp, her new comedy that, thing right? is getting savaged by people. It, it couldn't be that her new comedy thing is sucks. terrible. I will say this. It's okay. I will say this. I oh, watched it. Have you are watched, you going to be I did an Amy Schumer apologist? I will say it's not her best work. I will say right there. It's not her best <laughs> okay, work. Okay, because you were defending her yes, against I mean, the people who were saying it was terrible. However... Let's be honest about it. It is not a one-star program. It is a one-star program because a bunch of people don't like her because she's annoying. Oh. It's got nothing to do with them she's watching it and annoying. ranking it. Right. Now, yeah, if she goes through the... She's beyond annoying. She is. And, and now people are, like, coming out and just rating it without watching it. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, doesn't make any... That doesn't help. Yeah, but you watched it. How would you rate it? it? I would say it was... Uh, would you thumb up it? I, uh, no, I would not thumb up it. <laughs> Uh, if it was a thumb up, thumb down rating, I would. And how many if it was stars? stars I, I would, I would uh, toss and turn as Jeffy would be on a spoons review. I would say a two or a three. <laughs> a two-ish. I give it out a two. Four out of five. Out of five. That's still okay. not. That's, that's still not as bad system. as I. It was yeah, not. Expected. I will say it was not absolutely horrible. It was a lot. It was a lot of material that like felt like I'd heard it before. Like you know, she's very you know she's very gross and 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 uh, you know to every awful sure. detail about things that you don't want to hear about. Mm-hmm. And then, in well. the sma- I will say, smack dab in the middle of it, about five minutes on guns that were the dumbest thing I've ever heard any human being say. <laughs> like, they're just so <laughs> stupid. But you realize that's where she is. Oh, like, yeah. she has no understanding of these issues whatsoever. And so, like, I don't know. Most of that I typically would uh, excuse, to be perfectly honest. A lot of people don't think of these things. And, you know, maybe she's a comedian. It's not her job. Right? Then why but, do five minutes on an understated right, thank show? You. That's thank exactly you. my point. It's like if she, yeah. you know, to become an activist and be known for this issue, it's it's irritating. But I mean, mm-hmm. generally speaking, it was a a less funny version of things I've heard her do before. It was I mean, there was not a lot of groundbreaking material. Like it was not as funny as her. I mean, her lot again. I'll defend her early stuff as you know as much as I need to. It was excellent. Like she was really funny when she started, but it's it's gone downhill. And you know, a lot of this was about to give you context for the special. Much of it was just about how newly famous she was. Mm. Now, you know. That's where she is in her life, right? Like, now right. she's gone from an absolute... When I first started hearing her stuff, an absolute nobody. Comedian nobody doing, knew who she was. She had done one reality show. Um, and uh, and she, What reality show was she on? I think she was on Last Comic Standing. Oh. And, but she didn't win it. You know, wow. she, like, finished, like, fifth or something. Mm. Um, but I started hearing her on, on Opie and Anthony um, uh, many oh. years ago. And, mm. and, and she was 
really funny on that show. To, uh, uh, funny enough for me to actually track down her stand up. I'm going to have to take your word for it because I've never heard her say a funny thing in <laughs> her life. But, I mean, I don't watch her comedy specials right. and I don't see her movies. So, well, all I do. To- I, well, it's hard to hear something She's funny if you've never experienced any of her commercials that are supposed yeah, no, to be funny, terrible. but are terrible. definitely not terrible. They're awful. awful. And whenever she's doing some about guns, yeah, yeah. Oh, gun activism. She's, she's not she's, funny she's in her gun activism. News clips of her talking Look, about whatever issue she's got awful with that. And then she pissed I mean, me off she's with butt the stupid with the with the Agreed. high school kid. You know that uh, oh, fought that back. She pissed me off with that so bad with the uh, high school the kid that. Tried to be funny back to her, and she shot him down. Yeah. That was my was move. Like, your joke. Yeah. Yeah. That was my using official oh, turning point on this yeah. process. Thank you. Because oh. I mean, for her, I'm glad you you're coming around on the Amy Schumer. Oh, turn. That, and that was what a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 she's been annoying me for quite a long time. However, mm. I would still defend her early work. It's like a band, you know, that winds up sucking later on. You still think their first album's pretty good. There's Boston, nothing wrong with that. Boston's a very good example of that. Really? Yes. You're saying seven two seven? I'm not saying any more about it. More bad. Boston did something bad? Uh, what? Yes. Is, yes. Oh I've said God. it before. I don't think I've ever Their heard Their corporate America that. stuff was garbage. Sometimes it's important that uh, parents uh, help their children. Mm-hmm. And children uh, help their parents. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Like this uh, daughter, mother, son, father, mm-hmm. they're transitioning together. Isn't that special? <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that special? Yeah, this is a beautiful This is a beautiful story. special family story. And yeah. I mean, Corey, 14, she... Socially transitioned from a boy to a girl in the past few years, but it gave mom, uh, Eric, uh, the courage to begin her own transition from female to male. And gosh darn it. Isn't so that beautiful? That Wait, so they're both the switching eye. at the same time? Yes, yeah. they are. And yeah, the yeah. Only re- listen, the only regret is Father, not being son educated are transitioning sooner. to mother-daughter. Isn't that special? It's, it's beautiful. It is. Beautiful. It is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know. I just, want, I just want to see how important it is. that Heartwarming. The parents. Thank you for sharing children that. children come together. I mean, the support, the love. I know. The, I know. You don't see that often in today's that. world. <laughs> really? Come on. It's so bad. weird. You don't see it often, do you? No, you do not no, see it often. No, you do That's not. We're supposed to sit here. Like, and that's completely okay. normal. Like, it's completely fine. And like, it's an everyday occurrence. Oh, well, um, a father and son became mother and daughter. That's perfectly fine. I mean... <laughs> that's not what happened here. Can we not... A mother and son became father and right, daughter. Okay. It's totally yes. different. It's totally okay. different. You're Pat. right. You're right. Jeez. All right, so... But can we not express <laughs> a little bit of... Shock at that. Like, that's supposed to be completely normal now. Like, oh, okay. Well, good for them. That's wonderful. Really? Is that where we are? I guess. By the look on your face, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> that's no, I mean, exactly I, so where we are. Good for them. Good that's for them. wonderful. It's that's actually, great. I mean, that's it's wonderful. actually. That's wonderful. Uh, I would say that it's kind of sad. Why? Oh, it's kind of sad. What do you mean? It's kind of sad. What do you mean? 
The dad uh, recently, the mom regrets not coming to terms with gender identity earlier. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's sad that they didn't transition. Um, you know, I wish earlier, he was which we being, fully not being with. educated sooner about what transgenderism was, so I could do it sooner. I mean. <laughs> Really, what's the education process? A transgender seems to be you cross the education process. Man, do I feel like a woman today? I Uh wish I could be a man. I can be. I know we're going down this road, and we're gonna because you have another story here that I want to get to, but we might have to push it. I will. It'll be good. If the the pitch here, right, is that you are if you're a man and you are really a woman. You are overwhelmed mm-hmm. your entire life by these urges Correct. to go this other direction. Correct. So if that's the case, why would you need to be educated about transgenderism? Right. It's, it's yeah, your whole right. life, right? right? The only reason that we were told that this occurs is because they feel so strongly from birth that they're the opposite gender. Yeah. They must change. Well, what do you need to be educated about then? Exactly. I mean, that's a great question. <laughs> You look at uh, you look at Bruce Jenner, who's now what's her Caitlin. face, Jenner, Caitlin, Caitlin or whatever. It's not uh, what's her I, face; it's Caitlin. Caitlin claims that Caitlin, for fear of using a wrong pronoun here, <laughs> Caitlin feels that Caitlin was that way Caitlin's entire life. Oof, Caitlin looked right? a little rough there, there, there too. There's boy. Caitlin right now, Oof. and uh, and makes a very away. handsome woman. Uh, there's no, no question about that. No, he doesn't. Uh, but even when when Bruce Jenner was in the Olympics, he said that he felt yes, like he a woman, right? Yes, so he did. His entire, he, said nobody, he, went, he said he went through all that training uh, to try to mask the, yeah. the feelings, right? So nobody had to educate Bruce Jenner right. on transgenderism. That's a, it's a silly statement. So either you were there or you weren't. Which is it? Come on. Uh but who knows what she what point she's trying to make? I, I, I guess you know. What's important is is that she's going through it together with her child. Yeah, and it's beautiful. that's what's important. And then the that child is, is able to go through it with the parent, and that's they nice. can share their experiences and mm-hmm. learn their new gender together. Wonderful. Mm. That's beautiful. All right. <laughs> Pat oh. and Stu. Hi, Pat. Uh, and the blob. Oh. Uh, so. Where's the... Oh, hey. 888 back 888-727-BECK. Sad news. Chuck Berry, one of the all-time great uh, rock and roll legends, uh, died over the weekend. 90 years old. Yeah. He had a new album 90. coming out pretty soon, too. Yeah. At 90? Really? He was going to yeah. do a new album? Yeah, according to ChuckBerry.com. Wow. <laughs> Uh, is that something? Is that a site you frequent? <laughs> no, I just happened to go there when I read about his death. Oh, okay. He, the, right. big, the big front page splash page was, uh, you know, be ready for the new album coming. Yeah, and, and I guess is it true that uh, I guess his brother, he was playing a concert a long time ago and heard 
It was his cousin. <laughs> it was his cousin, not his <laughs> brother. I was going to try to do a Back to the Future documentary Obviously. reference. Obviously, yeah. Couldn't get there. I apologize to the audience. <laughs> it's weird that you couldn't get there this time. I, especially on That's Back weird. to the Future. Yeah. I you know why? Because sure I couldn't remember the there. details. <laughs> well enough. His cousin heard some guy some playing, guy playing yes. and put the phone up to the speaker. And listen to this. Listen to this. And then, he, and then he how heard, that's how you heard so he himself singing, <laughs> which is obviously not Michael J. Fox singing. Weirdly, the kid was was playing Johnny B. Good, yeah. and it hadn't even been written yet. I know. So, so. in reality, he stole the song yeah, right from yes, some guy. But he could. Uh, I mean, who's going to say something? Right. No one. No one. Because no that guy, it's just off the face of the planet. But oddly, looks exactly like the the mm. son of 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 a person who was dating the mom. It's a crazy story. We don't have time to get into it. <laughs> it's a weird documentary. I will just tell you the Libyans are involved. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I'm going to go. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, but Sweet it's little sixteen, another big hit. Uh, Roll over Beethoven, which was done much better by the Beatles. But uh, you know, someone it was po- quite a career. You would like this story, uh, Jeffy. Someone posted Chuck Berry from like the early '80s reviewing. Um, punk songs that he had never heard before. Oh, nice! And it I was, bet it was really funny. It was really funny because it was just like, oh man, I I've heard stuff like this before. This is what I used to sound like when I only knew three chords. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. It was like just him That's knocking really all these punk bands from like the eighties. <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> I had a friend of mine lose a bet with a girlfriend. He took his girlfriend to see Chuck Berry. The classic Chuck Berry story. And he told his girlfriend, "We'll meet him. We'll meet him. We'll, we'll sneak backstage and meet him." And they snuck backstage, and here comes Chuck off stage after the show. And he stuck his hand out. And he's like. Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry, nice to meet you. And Chuck looked at him like, no, no, but I love you. He wouldn't even touch him, just kept moving. Was, really? Yeah, it was really weird. Mm. He was like, you're not touching anybody. Was that the same? Mm. Was, it, was it Glenn that uh, ran into it? No, that was B.B. Uh, King. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it's a different story. I got my legends confused there yes. for a second. Yes, so, yeah, uh, B.B. did not get help from the BB King. future past. No. Uh, all right. Tim Allen um, on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live last Thursday night. This is pretty good stuff because there's there's an article in the Hollywood Reporter right now uh, entitled Is There a New McCarthyism in Hollywood? And uh, I think when you listen to Tim Allen here, you might think the answer to that question is yes. You went to the presidential inauguration, right? I was invited by uh, we did a VIP thing for the, the vets and went to the veterans ball and so I went to go see the Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, I went to the inauguration. I'm not, I'm not I'm not attacking you. You get missed out. I'm not kidding. You got to be real careful around here. You know, you get beat up. You don't believe what everybody believes. This is like 30s Germany. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. If you're, if you're not part of the group, you know what we believe is right. I go, well, I might have a problem. I'm a comedian. I like going on both it's, sides. He's great. I love that guy. Uh, and you can tell he is hedging. That is exactly. Yes, Kimmel is. It's a brilliant uh, piece of interviewing by Kimmel because mm-hmm. he correctly notes that that is exactly what he's doing. First of all, it's the vets. It's mm-hmm. the least offensive group possible. And then he <laughs> yeah, says, "Yeah, I was there see, for the vets. I had Democrats. I was there for Trump. I was. I was there for Republicans and Democrats. And yeah, I went to the inauguration. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, that comes from like one of the bravest guys in Hollywood. Yeah." Uh, who is actually willing to come out and talk about his views on stuff. And you can see even he is hesitant to actually blurt stuff like that out. Yeah, there's a few people who get away with it. There's a few people who still get roles. Tim Mellon is one of them. Uh, and I guess uh, John Voight is another one Yep, who still gets roles. Uh, Bruce Willis gets some roles, but he's kind of moderate. 
there's a few guys who can still get work mm-hmm. in Hollywood despite the fact that they're somewhat conservative. And they're nowhere near as conservative as we are. But for Hollywood, you know, they're considered to be Nazis. Like most, you're actually right-wing in Hollywood if you're just a socialist, uh, yes. not, a, not a communist. Right. Uh, if you're just like, you know what, I just like European socialism. Oh, wow, you hear He's such a right-winger. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. It really is the way that place is. Pretty it's, close. Uh, it's uniform. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about a poll. I guess it came out a couple of years ago, but seven percent, seven percent of reporters are Republicans. Seven. It's an amazing statistic. How on earth? And again, like it's not about quotas. It's not about. No. But it's like uh, that is you can't get a represented. Re- well, it's just that they're all coming from the same schools, and mm-hmm. the schools are are turning in them into little liberals, little progressives. Yeah, little Jeffy, socialists. Just to get Jeffy caught up, uh, schools are places, buildings you go to learn things and advance your knowledge. Is this one of those Back to the Future references? No, no, where stuff didn't, didn't really happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it after the show. Oh, okay. um, so I, I mean, that's a that's a tough moment, uh, kind mm-hmm. of a tough moment there for uh, for Tim. But it was very funny. He handled it very, very yeah, well. Yeah, and as we mentioned on radio, I, I think the Last Man Standing is very conservative, right? The the show itself has a lot for conservatives to enjoy. Yeah, and what I would say is the, the format of the show, I, I have not watched a lot of episodes. I, I haven't but, seen any. But what basically the format of the show is he's like the conservative dad and he's surrounded mm-hmm. by a bunch of like, you know, liberals. So he's constantly fighting with his kids and his friends that are liberal, mm-hmm. but they're talking about politics and he's making conservative jokes about them. You know, he's the he's kind of like the, you know, the, the ornery sort of, you know, conservative guy that's fighting back against everybody. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, the fact that you even get representation from that side in comedy is incredibly rare. Yeah. Just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned earlier that there's a new phenomenon seemingly sweeping the NBA. And it, it's a theory uh, that uh, we thought was pretty well put to rest a long time ago. But Kyrie Irving of the, of the Cleveland Cavs uh, just brought it up, I think it was last week, wasn't it? Uh, and now Shaquille O'Neal. Has also can it be real? Sounded off that he also believes the Earth is flat. <laughs> it can't be. Real. Here's, what did you make a, of the Kyrie stuff? I don't. It's, it's true. The, 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 it's the, what? Uh, the Earth is flat. Shaq, what are you talking about? The Earth is flat. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, listen, it's not. There's three ways to manipulate the mind: what you read, what you see, and what you hear. Okay. Conspiracies. In school, first thing they teach us is, oh, Columbus discovered America. But when he got there, it was some uh, uh, fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking out of peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Mm -hmm. Columbus didn't discover America. (laughs) He found where some other people already lived. I drive from coast to coast. And this is flat to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's the I, dumbest thing no, you've I ever don't. said. I drive from it's Florida. It's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I drive from Florida to California Jeez. all the time. <laughs> and it's 92, flat to me. 92 not, podcasts, and that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I you, do not go, that's a high bar to get over. I do not go up and down in a 360 degree Are angle and all me? that stuff about gravity. <laughs> Have you looked outside of Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? So you mean to tell me that China is under us? China's yes. under us. If you, you keep they are under us. That's they tell you when you're a kid. The world is flat. If you dug straight through your backyard, the you can get to China. Flat. No, you can't. The world, the world is, is not flat. Is real or not. We've seen the Earth. No, we haven't seen anything. Yes, you have. You've no, seen it from satellite imagery. Oh, satellite imagery that could be that, that could be drawn and okay. made up. It, that it, is, it does I, sound real. That's it's real. He I really started off it. thinking it wasn't, and by the end, he convinced me he actually believes it. He and Kyrie Irving believe the Earth is flat. I think he does. That is incredible. 
That is incredible in the year 2017. Because you could see the curvature of the Earth if you fly enough. Yeah. You know, especially, uh-huh. you know, you hit those high altitudes. You can see it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but I guess, uh, uh-huh. you know, I guess you could I, probably deny it, too, right? I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how. I really don't know how. I mean, that is inconceivable to me. We keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, but that, that is, it's, it says that he told Kevin Garnett. That wasn't Kevin Garnett interviewing him, was it? Might have been. That might have been their podcast, their podcast one or whatever. That didn't sound like Kevin Garnett to me. I don't, I don't know who the host Unless was. Unless it's another Kevin Garnett. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, okay. I will say, uh, Jeffy, you believe the Earth is a square. And if, as far as I know, you're the only person who believes that. Uh, just a... Uh, 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 I mean, is that I, true? I or? didn't realize that we wanted to talk about this today. I know you don't like. I know you don't like discussing it. How do you public. deny? Not only did he deny that the Earth is round, he denied gravity. They start talking about the, the Earth being round and gravity and all that stuff. He dismissed gravity. You can't yeah, it come down at three hundred sixty degrees. What? Wait, what? How does that? How does that happen? How does that happen to seemingly intelligent people? You know, people who make tens of millions of dollars a year, people who've seen the world, people who have traveled, and then you, you deny gravity? <laughs> I, I love the Flat Earth people, though, because I've interviewed them in the past, a long time ago, and when I was in Salt Lake City, and, and I asked them about things falling to the Earth. What, what makes it fall? Well, it falls just because it does. Oh. Well, I can't argue with that. Right. If it, it fell right. just because it did, then how can I? That's pretty scientific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very deep. scientific. Well, this is a sports it's sidekick, John Kincaid. John I, Kincaid. That's, I think that's who that was. That wasn't. Uh, I don't know. Where, Kincaid no. is his sidekick on the podcast, the big podcast with Shaq. With Shaq. Oh. I mean, so so he, Shaq has this, like they do this together on yeah. a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah. And because he remember he said this is the dumbest thing you said. Ninety one podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I can't imagine he said anything dumber. Oh, that, that, that seems like correct is. analysis. That's I mean, wow. That it's hard to believe. I can't a hundred. It does believe. seem like he's serious by it the end. Certainly oh, I think does. he was really serious because he starts making points because he's not just saying it. He's making points in support. And he's making right. the points that flat earthers make that gravity doesn't exist. Things just fall because they do. All of that kind of stuff. Look outside Atlanta lately. You're telling me China's underneath those buildings. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what why, we're... if you looked outside at Atlanta, would you be able to realize if China was underneath you? What? what, what? <laughs> Why looking outside at Atlanta would give you any piece of knowledge that would further that? And he, he realizes, doesn't he, that we're not really saying the cartoon thing of Bugs Bunny where he digs all the way to China, right. comes out in China on the other side, right? That's, I don't know that he does realize. That's not I a real thing. Know. That's not a real thing. But um, Wait, you can't do that? No, you can't do that. Sorry, Jeffy. You can't do that. I mean, in my... You can go ahead and try. In my square earth philosophy, you can. You might run into some warm, like... Molten stuff, goo of some sort. And you just go right through it. You just it, go right fact. through it. You just go right through it. Um, all right, we got a f- the official trailer for uh, Megan Levy. I don't even know what this is. It's based on the true life story of a young Marine corporal whose unique discipline and bond with her military combat dog. Oh man, does this sound good? It's <laughs> it's a Marine woman you with don't her. Get- <laughs> with uh, their dog military stories? combat dog. Well, let's oh. see the trailer and see if it's good. Oh, the heartwarmingness of this. Let's let's watch. We need one dog team for a road sweep and surrounding area check. Leave it. Dog up. 
I just don't know why you want to do this. Yeah, I know you don't. You don't really connect with people very well. Just so you know, running away isn't going to solve anything. Hang up that phone! Tuck your shirt in! There's her dog. Found something! Good boy. I've been watching this dog all year. It's the most aggressive dog I've ever treated. Of course it is. Does he really need another break? It's not like he hasn't earned it. You're getting a dog. You got this? Think faster. Yeah, I got this. You think I'm afraid of you? Lay down. Rex, lay down. Vehicle approaching. Guns up! Why'd you join? To get away from my life. We're shipping out tomorrow. We are so not ready for this. Clear! Levy, check the vehicle! Oh no. No. Mm. No. Oh golly. Where's my dog? You cannot come back to my house like some big war hero. Get off, Mom! You can't let your whole life fall apart over some dog. That dog saved my life. Please just change his classification so that I can adopt him when he gets back. They aren't pets, they're warriors. Have a moment of your time. His name is Rex. He saved thousands of lives in Iraq. What did you say your name was? Corporal Megan Levy. All you gotta do is fight. And you know how to fight. You're a Marine. I what mean, would you say to Rex if he were here? I'd thank him for teaching me what love is. I mean, it's definitely Cheeseball City at, at some level of the way they're presenting it, but it seems like an amazing it's based story. Based on a true story, yeah. Right. So. I mean, I think I bet the story is truly amazing. I bet it is. Um, and you- I am happy to see our friend from uh, from uh, the yes the, the show. Uh, yeah. the, which Maggie. one is it? Kevin Spacey. Uh, uh, the House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, uh, coming back into our lives, which I that I, that I appreciate. I know that I, I know. appreciate. I'm glad to see that she came back to life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so an interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. It's an interesting. I'm sure a really amazing real story. Be, Did you see that a couple years ago they had the one Max, right? The, with the yes, the that's what I was going to say. There the seems to thing. be a rash of these. Yes, there are Iraq dog. I mean, how many dog movies do I have to cry at the end? <laughs> right, okay, I've had enough for the crying for the darn dogs. I will uh, say too, I don't know that I can get through the scenes where she's talking to the dog. I don't. I don't think. It what just, do you mean? It just feels too cheesy. Now, look, I understand that in a real story, she probably did talk to the dog, but there's something she told about... told him to get down, and he did. <laughs> I don't think I can make okay. it to this. The scene. I don't know what your problem is with that. person with animals. Stu Brigier. What? You no. can't get through no, watching I can't get someone... Through the, the human talking to the dog, it just seems... You're going to tell me you didn't talk to your dog? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, all the time. Oh, see. <laughs> I'm That's not saying I'm it's saying. not real. I'm just saying but. it would be uncomfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch me do it either. <laughs> all right, fair, fair enough. Surprise. Fair enough. <laughs> 
So I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll see that one. I I feel like the dead dog movies uh, they kill me, and I don't. I Ooh, can't. Those might those have to oh, wait until yeah. Netflix or Hulu or something. Man. Marley and Me destroyed a Marley vacation of mine. Right. Um, so I can't do mm-hmm. it again. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I admit it. I it think was, that was worse than Old Yeller. But I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I haven't oh, seen Old Yeller gosh, for a long time. But Marley and Me was killer. That was like I walked out of that going, Why the hell did I do that? <laughs> Why did I walk into that building and pay the money to see that? It was, it was gut-wrenching. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A stupid Mitch album book. Wasn't it a Mitch album book? Oh, yeah, yes. my God, yes. jeez. Oh, I mean, Mitch it was... Mitch album. That uh, book and then his stupid Mitch. Maury and Me or whatever it was, or oh, Mondays with man. Maury. Yes, the King of Maury. Schmaltz. That's rough, man. That was rough. Yeah, it was. And oh. you know what else is gut-wrenching? Uh, the fact that your current phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's, that's what I do, you know. It is. That's your job. <laughs> they spent tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and to support oh. agencies like Planned Parenthood. I mean, it's a nightmare. And also organizations that murder dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't have backup to mm-hmm. that particular claim, but that doesn't seem to be a thing these but days. But you know so. it's true. You know it's true. We don't have to back it up. <laughs> just like Trump's stuff. We just throw it out there, and, <laughs> and it's there. true. There'll be some hearings, okay. and they'll find out, you know what? Your phone company doesn't <laughs> kill dogs. But what? whatever. By that time, you've already signed up to Patriot Mobile. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Patriot Mobile... <laughs> Actually, does offer all the great things that you get from your uh, from your normal phone company and nationwide mm-hmm. talk and text, high speed 4G LTE data, uh, competitive prices. Really, prices less than you're paying now. Plus, they're going to give five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. Save the dogs, please. And call I don't know Patriot if there's a, mobile. I don't know. They'll even buy out your current contract with credits up to a five hundred dollars. That'll certainly pay off those obnoxious contracts. And you can keep your phone number, and you get the great nationwide coverage. And you save dogs, all while supporting conservative values. <laughs> Part of, not everything there will apply. Also, call now and Patriot Mobile will waive the $35 activation fee with the promo code Pat and Stu. you got to use that promo code, though, Pat and Stu, to get the 35 bucks Hi, off. I'm Sally. What's her face? Struthers. Struthers. Reminding you to save the dogs and sign up for PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. Or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Pretty, pretty effective, Sally. Is it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It worked, right? Uh, it is patriotmobile.com slash stew For less than the cost of the great white whale and butter sauce I just ate, <laughs> you is can it? save the dogs. You know, it's relatively expensive <laughs> to eat an entire whale, but that's a whole other thing. Patriot Especially Mobile. a butter sauce. Stew. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of butter sauce. It's a sauce. lot of butter sauce. A lot of butter sauce. It's about $100,000 in butter sauce. Imagine the amount of cows you'd need to produce that much butter. This, this is costs a, less. This costs less. <laughs> PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stew or mm. call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Uh, have you seen these commercials uh, by Chevy in which they have Real people in the room. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over and over and over I've seen them. I don't think I understand even what they're Uh, trying to do. So, if you notice... First of all, can we establish whether actors are real or not? They're not real people. They're not real people? They are fake people. They're 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 synthetics. Uh, They were born in a lab. All right. uh, No parents. And uh, they're just a bunch of atoms rearranged. That's really weird. Yeah, so real people... Mm -hmm. Actors are real people, first of Mm -hmm. all. Mm Mm-hmm. But okay, I get the idea. You're yeah. going to have real people there, and they're reacting to these claims made by Chevy. But like, what you see over and over again, at least this is what I notice in them, 
is that they're like, whoa! Like They'll be like, oh, did you know J.D. Power Associates <laughs> said we won some award? And we won it not just this year, but last year and the year before. And every and time, vehicle we've ever made. Right. And every time, like, a giant door will open or, like, something comes out of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And they, all the people look amazed that, like, wow, you won all these awards? But, like, all I see is them being amazed that they have doors that size. They're like, wow, you have a door that opened up the entire building. There's a car coming out of the ceiling. Like, that's what they're amazed at. They're not amazed that you won some stupid award. There's like three car companies. Of well, course you won some of the awards. Listen, actors uh, may be able to pull that off, Stu, but, but real not real people. people. Not. Those but are actual I mean. reactions. If you think about it, like, if you had a bunch, bunch of people sitting at a table and you said, hey, uh, J.D. Power off, uh, gives this award out every year, uh, and we won it in 2015, also in 2014 and 2013, they go, oh, I go. Wow, nice, huh. nice job. Hmm. That's but great. When you, when you open say, up you know a what? giant... I don't really like Chevy trucks, so... Yeah, they're not really they're not I'm gonna that great. Go. Right. I'm going to go now. But I if you had a go. Chevy truck drop out of the ceiling... As a surprise, you might go, whoa, holy crap. And then they act as if that's a reaction to the award. It's not. Uh, right? They're yeah. just reacting to the... Ju- wow, you guys spent $500,000 on a door. <laughs> wow, that was dumb. You should have put that into the cars. That's what I keep thinking. Anyway, uh, someone show. else thought those those uh, spots were a little weird, so they just added in this extra guy, and it just made me laugh. Watch. Hi, thanks for coming. Don't touch me, Potts. Can we go ahead and get it over with, please? <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about quality. What does quality mean to you? Performance. Craftsmanship. Not a Chevy. Yeah. This year, <laughs> Chevy received more J.D. Power Initial Quality Awards than any other car brand. What do you think about that? It's really impressive, actually. I am surprised that it's Chevy. I have no idea what initial quality means. <laughs> Initially, it's okay, but after that, it's just a piece of crap. Is that what you're saying here? Oh, then I mentioned that Chevy received more J.D. Power Initial Quality Awards than anyone else last year too did you guys not win the lasting quality award <laughs> oh hey oh, hey wow. it's a door wow oh, look at that. <laughs> that's incredible who is jd power because i mean honestly it sounds like a porn star's name <laughs> jd power hamler something you know jd power rod and the year before that oh, wow. oh, dork. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it keeps going wow wow doors big doors open in the So I just Googled it, and it's pretty much a made-up award. Wow. Uh, initial quality is only for, like, the first 90 days. In fact, Chevy has received more J.D. Power Awards for initial quality than any other car company four years in a row. Wow. I am speechless. Did you guys rent this whole building out just to show off all the cars you couldn't sell? I don't know why you guys keep inviting me. That's pretty solid. That's, that's funny. Solid effort. I like that. I like that. Like, is that really what initial uh, Well, again, it makes means? sense. Initial quality, right? Like you're a couple yeah. months in owning the car and you like it. What, what, what does that do? Every car should be good for the first 90 days. But they're not, obviously. Let's check them five years down the road. Right, that's where you it would be. You still have important. your Chevy? You still like yeah. it? Is yes. it still quality? My, my answer would be yes to that. Oh, jeez. Mr. Chevy commercial okay. over here. All right. Oh, gosh. You don't even have a Chevy. Hey, do you have a Chevy? Yeah. Is that what you drive? Yeah. That's what happens when you make a dollar ninety-eight a year. Oh, no bad mouth. Don't, <laughs> don't. No, they're a good cars. I will no, say they're this: they're great cars, uh, and we've made they're this great point before. Cars. The cars have come such a long way that the, mm. I mean, and not even Chevy. The worst cars on the market are good. Like there's no longer crap keep cars. I own a 1978 I think automobile. I agree with that. 
uh, it is not. There's been a, quite a bit of progress uh, in, the, in that <laughs> that's 40 a, that's years. That's a hell of a point. Glenn bought that old truck oh. that he thought was going to be so fantastic, and he found out how not fantastic the old truck is. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Because it didn't even have power steering. And, and no it, power steering, no power brakes. It took no everything power, I mean, in him just to turn a corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah, things have improved a, a lot. lot a man. lot, man. I mean, they really are. Because, I mean, you can buy now a you know $15,000 car that is... Better than like the BMW of like a decade ago, for sure. I mean, they're just like yeah. I mean, you know, there's mm-hmm. obviously differences, you know, but it, with all the technology that's in them now, yeah, they're so easy to drive. They drive nice. There's no like I remember the you know even the cars that I had back you know when I was in high school and stuff. Like I mean, you're going 65 miles an hour. Mine were shaking, you know, like mm-hmm. they they were not yeah. good cars. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you, you go and rent cars, and obviously they're, you know, new. So well, some people's cars better. go even a lot faster than 65. The technology, some, too, in, in like a Ford Focus, the technology they're putting in these things. Mm-hmm. Like the, the uh, apps, they, uh, they, have the, um, uh, they have the automatic, uh, I forget all the stuff that they put in these Ford Focuses now. But oh, yeah, well, they got the, the voice recognition. Voice they, recognition, yeah. they have the, uh, they will... Uh, download your CDs and play it on a hard drive in the car. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, amazing. it is. Uh, and, uh, like, we have, uh, you've got the uh, the GPS now, which you didn't have back in the day. Because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. we bought, like, a Garmin GPS that you'd stick on top of the right. thing. I still have those, yep. but, I mean, uh, you know, so many of the cars come with it inside now. Now, they're so good that the phone has actually innovated past where my car unit is, yeah. and I'm using the stupid ways on my phone half the time. Because it picks up all the traffic stuff and everything. It really is. I mean, it happens so fast. The one thing, again, the one thing they have not perfected is the stupid voice recognition thing. Oh, my God. Because the one in my you, car. You turn mine on and, like, horrible. call mom. Call Paul. No. No. Call mom. Call Bob. <laughs> no! Call mom! Call Stan. Where did you get Stan out of mom? Am I speaking English? Do you understand English? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, we'll call Kathy. It is infuriating. I hate it. And I don't know why. I'm screaming at the thing. Call M-O-M! And it still doesn't do it. It still won't do it. It's still you want pizza? Well, yeah. <laughs> so the one that... Um, so, hey, first of all, let's put it... It's so insane that that gets you so angry, but I feel I the same way. <laughs> I get yeah. so pissed off. Like, it's the worst thing that anyone's ever done to me or my family. It's like, it's, right. like, it's trying to recognize a voice. It's a computer. It's, it's, it would be amazing if it could. It can't. Right. But it would be amazing if it could. Well, it's supposed it, to. It's advertised. It, it is it advertised. So I get it. Yes. Uh, however, mine is so bad because to get to make phone calls on mine, you have to, you have to you have to say hands free. Oh, hands oh, free, boy. which gets mm-hmm. you to the phone, and then you have to do stuff on the phone. But whatever reason, hands free apparently sounds exactly like enter street. <laughs> now, enter street and hands free have different numbers of syllables. They're not even the same it amount is, of syllables. It is so frustrating. Hands free. Enter street. No. No. <laughs> over and over and over again. At I what can't. point? At what point? Third, fourth? Have you given up? 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah about now? the third. Yeah, about the third. Because uh, I mean, because at one point you'd go, you'd take it for a while. Yeah, at the beginning you'd take it. Yeah, you know, you're trying to get to, it to happen yeah, once. Because it's a cool thing. It's a feature that I haven't had. Maybe before. I'm not saying it right. And Maybe if I say it softer. Yeah, call, call mom. Yeah, you try to like mispronounce call the words mom. to get uh-huh. them to understand. I've tried that. Never before. works. Never no. works. And it's like you can't. Hands. There's no other way to. All right, maybe it'll work today. Hands free. Enter street. Like you try to (laughs) enter street. It's it's infuriating. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. It's inevitable. It is. And in fact, what's inevitable is a new spoons with a new kind of pizza. Oh wow! That you've uh, maybe never tried. Very exciting. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are. It's another episode of Spoons, uh, where today we try a new pizza product from Little Caesars. I don't actually know what it is. Uh, what's? Do you this have a description? The, yeah, it's just, yeah, okay. It's a little a, Little Caesars Smokehouse Pizza. I have a description of mine. What is it? Uh, too small. <laughs> not a big enough piece. I'll tell you that right now. Is that what why. too small means? It means not, not a big why, enough piece. Uh, who knew? Huh. Uh, okay, well let's uh, let's show it right. to you here. Um, it is a smokehouse though, so it smells very barbecuey. This is very much not a stew friendly product. However, I will say oh, that's a shame. We probably shouldn't have any of that. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. bad. What I would say is bacon, barbecue sauce, cheese, um, mm-hmm. beef brisket, beef brisket, pulled pork, applewood smoked bacon, wow. barbecue sauce. Smokehouse seasoned crust. Now, what? you might say, Look how did you know all that? I just guessed. Here is the, uh, there he goes. Pat mm-hmm. is now digging in. Jeffy digging in as well. We're going to get a taste test. Now, if you remember, the way we look mm. at spoons, uh, it's a scale from 1 to 18, because 18 is the highest number Jeffy can count to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's a lot of meat on a pizza. Brisket. That's pretty well, good. A lot of meat. Bacon. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other one? Mm. Uh, pulled pork. Pulled pork. That's a lot. That's a lot of. Did you remember of, the barbecue sauce? Oh, and the barbecue sauce. I would rather have one or the other. Either bacon or the brisket or the pulled pork. Not all three together. (laughs) All three just jammed on the same pizza. That's surprising, Pat. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. I don't like to mix my meats. But that's, I mean, it's profound. It's good. It's good. Profound in so many different conversations. Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. But I'm not a big meat mixer. Really? <laughs> watched the, he wanted to watch the way you said that, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and can, can you, because uh, you neither of you have been able to get to the crust yet. There's supposedly a, a smokehouse crust flavor. Would you... Uh, smokehouse crust flavor. Mm-hmm. All right. Venture into that side of the mm-hmm. pizza for a moment. You want to take a bite mm-hmm. of it? No, I'm okay. Thank you very much. Well, the smokehouse crust should be okay Yeah, for I'm you. sure it would be, but I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll skip it. Uh, what? You're not going to try it? No. I'm not no. Oh, that's too bad. It's, it's you know. very smoky house. What does it that mean? It, well, here, take a bite. It does taste like it's been smoked, but there's, I bet it hasn't. It's just got that smoky flavor on it. Okay. The dusting. Mm. The dusting so on it. So we got triple meats, cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a, like a tomato sauce underneath the pizza, uh, the cheese? No, it's oh, barbecue just, sauce. Just barbecue sauce on top, so no yeah. base layer of sauce. No. Uh, an interesting combination here by it Little is. Caesars. I like the innovation. Mm-hmm. I like that they're trying new things. Yeah, um, I like it too, but it's, you know, I'd give it a... 12? 12 on a scale of 1 to 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffy? Well, I mean, I'm kind of hungry, so yeah, that's probably right. 
12? Are you no, doing? Can we pin you down to an actual number for a change? <laughs> what do you? We all, I'm more fascinated Impossible? by why I'm kind of hungry factors into this. Oh, things are always better when you're hungry. <laughs> so you're trying to what? You're, so things you would say always feel, better. If you're not hungry, then something that you mm-hmm. may have loved yesterday, you don't love today. So like, okay, right. no, like, okay, so That's you, science, dude. So you're, are you controlling for that? Like in a study, you control mm-hmm. for different factors like here you're saying like is it a 14 for you and your brain because you're hungry so you're lowering it to a 12 yeah okay i'm not just why 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 do we why is he why is he in here why Why? is he on the air with us why Um, and then people wonder why why we're so mean to you and the reason is because uh we underdo it that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. why Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, there's a new, uh, list of books, uh, 23 irresistibly weird books you can't believe exist. That's weird. I always tend to believe these things. Yeah. Um, even when they say I won't believe them. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we have uh, how to talk to your cat about gun safety. Oh God. I, I believe that exists. So that didn't well, we really just work. saw the, the woman talking to her dog, and she was in the military. So this right. makes sense that this would exist. Okay. Uh, snake eyes, a Nicholas cage activity book. That's funny. Would you buy this? No. No. I don't okay. think so. How about, I could pee on this. All right. Author Jeff Fisher. Interesting. I don't know about a book, but I know there's mm-hmm. a... No, no. Never forget it. <laughs> How to survive a garden gnome attack. Oh. Wow. I don't know. Uh, I feel like probably just walk away would be the... Oh, the, no. The garden gnomes is a... How yeah. about... Oh, this is now. Here's one written by Jeffy: How to be a drug dealer. <laughs> and look, it does it. But is that your number six seven three one two six? Is that your pen name, Jeffy? Uh, five very good reasons to punch a dolphin in the mouth. Oh, there's only five. That's surprising. Uh, how about? Mm. But you're a horse. <laughs> okay, now, wait a minute. Look at this. This can't weird. be real. That's fantastic. The horse is embracing her. It's a romance novel. Okay. But you're a horse. And uh, finally, uh, crafting with cat hair. Oh, Mm. man. Wow, that's a a house I don't want to smell. Nothing like snuggling up in a nice cat hair blanket. Back with more in a second. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Recently on an episode of The Vault, uh, Glenn took a look at the Enola Gay, you know, the the plane that dropped the big bomb over Japan, one of the first. And while it killed a lot of people, it also weirdly saved a lot of lives. Here's a look. This is from Dutch Von Kirk. He was a navigator of the Enola Gay, dropped the atomic bomb. And in it, he talks about how they were flying over what they did, destroying the military, the military support facilities. But he says, earlier, we dropped millions of leaflets, which were largely ignored. Now, I know you guys have done a show on the leaflets that were dropped. That nobody's seen. Nobody nobody knows about it. All right. And it's crazy. He said, where does he say? How many? Right here. Earlier, we We dropped dropped millions of leaflets. How can you drop millions of leaflets? I think it was because you would get in trouble. It was one of those things that if you picked it up and were caught with these leaflets, you would be in trouble. The Japanese would... Japanese were 
much more ruthless than the Germans were. They were. Yes. They were. They, they were ish, the ISIS of their day, how yeah. they treated people. Yeah, horrible. The horrible. beheadings, the murders. But, you know, I think we've documented there's some 73 or 70 plus million leaflets that were dropped. So we gave plenty of indication. And, and, and he's saying, you know, we're, we wanted to target the, the facilities, but we weren't trying to cause mass destruction. We're trying to end the war. We want them to surrender. We're tired of fighting, but we're warning them we don't want to hurt anybody. And these are so, let me just see if I can find the one I, there's one I really like. I think it's this one. I mean, this one has the, says, look, you know, uh, here, here come German bombers. We're going to drop things on the industrial areas. Yeah. And um, here's another one, in the industrial area. And they say, get your family out. Here there. we're coming. There it is. Right yeah. There. Get your family out and have food storage. Who yeah. tells food storage? What? What kind of weirdos are what? saying you should have <laughs> food storage? It's those conservatives with their food storage. But they're saying food storage, and I'll bet the Japanese couldn't figure that out because no one could have imagined this. Right, right. And this is what he's saying is they didn't even want to come to that. And, and, and one of the things that, that they point out is, and one of the arguments today is, you know, they didn't tell the Japanese that they were going to drop an atomic bomb. We hear professors say that because we were so ruthless. We, did, we didn't tell them it was an atomic bomb. They thought it was another bomb. Well, they didn't know. Exactly. Nobody right. knew what an atomic bomb right. was back but then. But in there, it says, in one of those leaflets, it says, we have a bomb, bomb now be more powerful than everything we've dropped yeah. so far in the war. One of these. They talk about how if you combine, I don't remember how many bombers it said, but 12 or 20 or something, something significant. If you combine all those bombers with all their payload, this one bomb will outdo every one of those. Right. So they wouldn't have understood and it's an atomic bomb. No. That wouldn't have made they any wouldn't. sense. But to say more bombs than we, I think it said more bombs than we have dropped on this city. Already. Already. Yeah. All combined in one bomb. That's what's coming. It was. And, and this is, so this is why this is so cool is because today, no, I mean, you mentioned nobody knows that we did that. Yeah. You know, what we're told today is that these American values are so bad. We bombed Japan with an atomic bomb. Well, he says we dropped millions of leaflets, which were largely ignored. This is the navigator. So the guy directing the plane saying we, we were trying to tell him this picture. And, and, and we have two of them, actually, both signed by the navigator. And, and actually, this one he talks about where when they dropped it, uh, right here, the 45th, uh, 1,800 feet is when it was set to detonate, which is also an interesting thought. Most, most bombs today impact on, dis- well, destruction on impact. Yeah. And this, this was, was set. aerial detonation. That was it. For maximum damage. For maximum damage. And that's the reason it looks like this. But in this one, he actually explains a little bit of the story of, of that bomb and what happened with the bomb and the explosion and the radius. But both of these signed by the navigator, Von Kirk, I'm just really interesting history that is today. That Dutch, Dutch. Bunker. That is Dutch. So, because Dutch, we have a couple of things. This is signed by Dutch, right? That is correct. It's not signed by Dutch. So, and Tibbets on the backside. Right. And we have this one is also signed by Dutch as okay, well. Okay, so that's the actual Enola uh, Gay B29. Rafe, actual size. It's actual size. No. <laughs> um, so you transport down and get <laughs> right. So, um, where does the navigator sit in it? So, in fact, I've got a picture here that we'll uh, we'll talk about and. Uh, he sits behind the pilots, and so he is navigating from behind the pilots. And so if you look at this picture here of the Enola Gay, you have the bombardier sitting up front. You have the pilot and the co-pilot sitting back up here on an elevated level. Behind them is a wall, 
and the uh, radio and navigator sit behind them, so they're back here by these windows. Is this the plane that I flew in in Phoenix? It is. Oh, that's such an amazing plane. Have you ever flown in one of no. these? I flew in one of these, and you can stand right, right there, right there at the nose. It's like wow. It's like you're on the Death Star. I mean, it's you're just, just open. It's just open, and you're. I mean, it's incredible. And that's what he was looking at. The uh, um, navi- uh, let's see, the bombardier Farabee was the uh, the bombardier, and he was up front. And that's what you want that clear vision, so you can look all the way down at the ground, looking for your targets. So this is where the guy sat who actually pulled the trigger. Yes, he pickled it from there. And who do we know his name? Farabee. Farabee. Yes. Okay. So they're going out. They fly from what? From Tinian. In fact, we've got an incredible piece here uh, that as our Marines went across the Pacific, um, they landed on the island of Tinian and took it. And this... Yeah, we've shown this flag before. ...was taken. So you can imagine our Marines took this from uh, a soldier. Uh, Whether he was deceased or not, I don't know. But this was one of the flags that was taken from the island of Tinian. Now, Tinian we had to have, and we had to go and um, change the runway. Correct. Because a, a, the bomber could land there, but we couldn't get... Which one is this? Is so this, this is the little boy. Little boy. Yes. First one or second one? This is the first one. First one. We couldn't get it into the bomber. There's not enough space from the wheels... Up. Up. They couldn't jam this bomb underneath. It's a pretty big bomb. Yeah. So, so we, uh, on, on the north part of the island of Tinian are three huge runways. And on one of the tarmacs, they actually dug a hole. Um, and in today, you can actually look at a satellite there. image. And they've got them, and they're encased in uh, acrylic. So you can actually look down into it. Oh but both God. of those, for both the uh, little boy and fat man, um, where they loaded them, are still there with the little memorial for it. On the, and you can look on a satellite shot and see it today where the... the uh, Actually had the airplane did they, part. Was it a different crew that did the second bomb? Yes, it was. The second one was Boxcar. And they went and they hit uh, Nagasaki was their secondary target. The primary target was covered at the time, weather-wise. So we had a guy, Stephen, what's his name? Steve. Stephen, this guy, so this is an amazing story. Stol- Stoltenberg. Stoltenberg. Oh, so he, he he's a fan of the show. And he writes and he says, I had to give this to you guys for your American Experience uh, Museum. And um, so uh, he's, as a young kid back in the 70s, right? Correct. Yeah, as a young... Uh, 60s. It was actually in the 60s. Okay, so he's a young kid and he's like interning or working or something. So, So he's like part of this high school, right? And this high school has an aviation program where they're teaching them, hey, how to fly airplanes how to fix airplanes, and how to build airplanes. In high school. In high school. And it was under the strict direction of the FAA. So they're going to school, and he's learning all this stuff. And it's like, wow, man, I want to go to that high school. Where where is this high school? In Maryland. In Maryland. Okay. So he's going down the, you know, in these hangars, and there's this locked door, right? Correct. And... Well, it said, no admittance, no unauthorized personnel. And he's like, I'm 17 years old. There's nobody around. I'm authorized. I'm authorized. I can authorized. do this. So he comes in, he turns on the lights, and that's what's sitting in the room. Yes. Okay? So he's sitting in the Enola Gay. So now he decides, I'm going to spend my lunch hours in the yeah. Enola Gay. And so he like brings his sandwich, and he just goes, and he'll just go sit in the Enola Gay. Nobody says anything. Nobody catches him until he's sitting there one day, and he hears a voice behind him. He's in the cockpit. He's in the pilot seat. 
and he hears, uh, was it the cockpit or was it? No, no he was sitting up in the cockpit. Yeah, but he was, he was in the navigator seat, right? No, he was in, in, the, he okay. was in the pilot seat. And, and, uh, and uh, the voice says, what are you doing sitting in my seat? God? <laughs> yeah, right? Right? And who well, is it? It's Tibbetts. Tibbets, the, the actual the pilot of the Enola Gay. So you're literally in my seat. You're that literally is, in my seat. That is literally my so, seat you are sitting so in. So let's, let's set the stage here because he didn't know it was Tibbets when he first came up. So he's just sitting there and just some guy comes up and scares the crap out of him because he's not supposed to be there, right? He's behind the doors. So this is, and this I think is one of the most important, in this email that he sent me, this is one of those pieces where myself as a pilot, right, I can envision what He's thinking, okay? So he goes there. He, he scares the crap out of him. He says, we talked to airplanes for a good while, and I told him of my love for flying. And this guy's Tibbetts. This is before he knows he's Tibbetts still. Correct. Okay. And he says that he had just soloed, and so he was talking to Tibbetts. No idea it was Tibbetts about it. He goes, I said, um, and Tibbetts asked him, uh, have you ever taken a souvenir from the Enola Gay? And the kid's like, I would never do such a thing. He goes, he said, well, that's commendable. Here's the most important part. He stared out the windshield for a good while, while I was fiddling with the instrument panel. Now, if you can imagine Tibbetts coming back and remembering that fateful day, and he's just looking out the window. Wow. And in his mind, going through what happened, what he saw, the smells, everything. I mean, oh, that's amazing. He goes, at, when he's fiddling with the instrument paddle, Steve, this little placard falls off in his hand. And Tibbetts goes... He breaks something in the Enola game. He's a crap. <laughs> and Tibbetts says, what you got there? And... Uh, the little guy goes, uh, 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 it was only being held on by a loose rivet, and it came off in my hand. The guy said, uh, well, it just came off. He says, you need a souvenir. You keep it. I can't do that. It's not mine. He said, I know, but it's mine, and I give it to you. You see, young man, this is my airplane. 